Hi TJs, it's John here. Hope you're all well and staying safe. Uh, not long ago, I went to an event at the RSA, the Royal Society of Arts, called Navigating AI, Ethics and the Future of Work. I heard talks from people from Microsoft, uh, Accenture, and also the company that put it on, Tao Leadership. Uh, you can see Hedda Imam's interview with me uh, on our SoundCloud page as well. Uh, but for this time out, I'm talking to Diana Barea from Accenture. We talked about flexible workplace in future and how humans can interact with AI and how we can work together rather than against each other. Uh, it seems like a long time ago now, but uh, it was a brilliant talk and it's really pleasing to get it up on the SoundCloud page. So enjoy. Please tell us about your talk. What was it all about? It's good to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, we were talking about um, future workforce and how organisations are tackling the challenge of reskilling their people to work alongside machines and really to work in this era of AI. Um, what we found uh, two years ago was that 3% of CEOs were planning and had budget to reskill. And today that figure's jumped up to 18%. So it's an increase, but there's still a lot to do. Um, and reskilling the future workforce is very much a topic um, that HR professionals are, are tackling and are wanting to think about. So one of these anxieties or one of the, the uh, things that I, I sort of picked up on from the talk was that there's possible anxieties around job loss. How can we alleviate those anxieties about this? What, what positives can we take? Because there were a lot of positives, obviously, from your talk. Yes, I, th I think there is rightly an anxiety about job loss for people who feel they haven't been keeping up with the reskilling that's um, been taking place in the workplace already. Um, I think the time is now for action. Um, the reskilling that's making a difference and is addressing this anxiety is where the learning is kind of in, in three, three ways. It's just in time. It's just enough for the individuals and the levels of uh, understanding they need to be uh, able to work alongside AI and enter into new roles. And it feels very tailored. It's just for me is the third one. Um, and this is an example um, that I'm drawing on from a bank um, in Sao Paulo where they've been applying this to their learning culture. Um, and some examples are, are fascinating. So uh, a colleague was talking about um, the insurance industry where they've been finding um, accountants are being reskilled um, and underwriters are being reskilled in cybersecurity and in forensic um, work to, to understand security risks that are coming with new ways of um, operating in the financial services industry through uh, digital platforms and you know, internet providers of, of financial services. So there are many first steps that people can take considering the skills they have today and working with their employers to understand the pathway to new skills um, and new roles altogether. One thing I uh, picked up on from your talk was a, a, a great slide about the not flexible working, but the flexible workforce and different aspects of, or different different ways of engaging with uh, with work. You could be part of the economy. You could be um, a, 
a paid employee on on salary, or you could be there could be something in between. So, could you expand a little bit on that about the different uh, types of worker that we have uh, in the modern workforce? Yes, absolutely. We've been we've been talking about the liquid workforce, where talent flows either within an organisation itself or from the ecosystem into the organisation, and the the key that we're finding um, to success in this um, liquid world um, is that organisations consider many different opportunities for bringing the people with the right skills to the different tasks that they're undertaking. Now, that might be um, that they're working with partners. They could be startups. They could be contractors. And obviously, there's some new regulation in the UK, um, which is now coming live, that means contractors are uh, being treated differently um, than previously. But even operating within that arena, organisations have many versions um, of how they bring people into their organisation. And also what we're finding is individuals are looking for different answers for employment. So I was talking with an HR director um, who's deciding she wants more of a portfolio career, um, wants to be a non-exec director, wants to do advisory, wants to still maintain different project work as well. Um, And people across the whole spectrum are looking at more flexibility. um, And that's not in order to get less support and less capability development. They still want that, but they want to be able to follow the interesting work and maintain um, a flexible style so they can fit their working practices around employment the the gig economy the ecosystem the um different of talent bases which operate um and come into organizations via recruiting platforms and talent acquisition platforms are the new way of working for hr um and being able to be a conductor of that ecosystem is going to be a new capability that hr is i'm seeing building um at the moment i've got one final question and we uh we look forward, usually, in the final question to what might be coming up, what we think is coming up based on, uh, well, what we can we can see the direction of various companies going, the, the sort of the, the people at the, the vanguard of this. Uh, what's the next big practical leap for AI? We, we've seemed to have advanced our thinking quite a lot around it now. We've gone from uh, very high-level talks about what AI can bring to the workforce, but relatively little about how you're going to see this in the day-to-day so what do you think how do you think companies are actually going to be using this in the next say 12 months sure well I, I think and even linking back to the question you asked before there's there's many different ways and you know it depends for the different parts of the workforce so there will continue to be um the the core team that's employed all the way through to you know, the liquid workforce, the on-demand talent pool, the external talent network, the public crowd of freelancers, and then automation and you know, AI itself. The way that I think the people will um, be working, you know, the human plus machine alliance, um, varies along a spectrum. So there's the human-only activity at one end where the people will still be 
creating, leading, improvising, applying judgment, um, and then into the alliance where humans enable machines, there'll be training AI for performance. The people will be explaining, making AI easily understood and explaining it. And then they'll be making AI sustainable. And this ties in as well to responsible business. And then there's the part where machines are augmenting the humans. Um, And here the machines will be amplifying. So augmenting humans with greater insight and uh, being able to go through far larger knowledge bases to bring um, insight to decision making. Um, They'll be interacting. So machines will be giving um, personality to the user interface um, and humans will be augmented because they'll be able to interact with far more people in multiple languages, different um, working patterns, even running 24-7. So greater power, becoming superhuman, if you like. And then um, there's where the machines are kind of embodying the physical aid. So where, um, for example, we see in Hollywood terms, Iron Man put on the equipment and become more able, able to run faster, fly and do all kinds of things that humans cannot do alone. Um, That's where the the physical strength gets um, quite interesting when you've got human plus machine. And then there's the part of the spectrum, which is the machine only activity. Um, And these are the type of tasks like transactions, predictions, iterations and evolving um, sort of capability where the AI learns as it goes. Um, So in this whole spectrum, there's really many different places that AI will become more used and more capable as humans train, explain and um, help it become sustainable. I'm, I'm positive. I think, you know, if we look back on how we used to use mobile phones and how we now use them today, to make us more um, productive, make us able to um, interact in multiple ways with um, different communities. I think there's hope. We have to do this responsibly, though. It has to come with the and of responsibility, with reskilling, with being thoughtful about what it means for our social interaction and how we as people um, are part of a society that supports each other. Um, And with that human plus machine version and that application of AI, I think there's um, a lot of potential that we can unleash and really unlock our own human capabilities. Well, what a perfect way to end it. Uh, Diana, thanks ever so much for talking to TJ. Thank you.